Yo, 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 yo. Yo, 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 yo. What up, what up, what up? This is your boy, Rouse. What's good, what's good, what's good, Rouse, man? It's your boy, B. What's good, what's good with it, y'all? Ain't shit, man. It's European Sports. Episode one on our podcast in all platforms, Apple Music and Spotify, wherever you get your streaming from. Shout out to our partners at BSN Network. Shout out to our team at European Sports. B, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Man, I'm chilling, man. You know, just been, um, just been, just been watching what's going on out here. Everything going crazy. You know what I'm saying? Things moving around here and there. Um, just a bunch of wild situations going on in, in sports and in the world. So, I don't know, man. Everything's gonna be. That was good with you, though. Hey, man, just chilling, man. Just uh, you know, getting up from a long day. Birthday weekend coming up on Saturday. So you know, your boy turning forty-one. Fifty-eight. You know, so, yeah. So, I'm about to get that double ARP card out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, this man's gonna be today. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely want to say RIP to one of the greatest rappers, um, Biggie Small. Yes. So shout out to Biggie. Yes, and um, never forgotten. Um, yeah, we're gonna talk about a lot of topics. Shout out to everybody in the room. Shout out to everybody who's listening to playback. Um, we're gonna get into a lot of heavy topics. We have a special guest, which is gonna be Nicole. We're gonna up in a second. Definitely. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about John Morant. Yes, yes. And we're gonna talk about Lamar Jackson versus the owners. Yes, well, we figured, we figured, you know, we got to reach out to Nicole because Nicole does a thing with with the Grizzlies. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, mm-hmm. it's only right to bring her on as a special guest tonight. You know what I'm saying? To to get the get everything, you know, the information where it needs to be. So. Definitely a definitely a shout out, Nicole. We're gonna bring you up in a couple seconds here, to the, and then we gonna we gonna start it up. Um, yeah. So, and shout, I want to give a special shout out to my my brothers over by Sports for You podcast. They do a lot of great work, man. They had me on not too long ago. Um, just I want to say just before the Super Bowl, and um, great great brothers, man. They, they do a lot of good work. So shout out to them. They always show me love, you know. So I appreciate the brothers a lot. Um, Lindsay, no, we are not talking about the Yankees tonight because we don't have time <laughs> because the, the Knicks play at 10 o'clock. So, you know, we're going to kind of get this rolling since this is a podcast now. We're kind of going to limit people talking forever. So <laughs> not, not everybody's going to be talking them 10-minute rants anymore. So, you know, we kind of like had to tighten up the ship. But, um, B, Yo. um, for, before we get into it, yeah. um, how's the family? How's the grandbaby? Man, everything's good so far. Everything, everything's good right now. You know what I'm saying? Everything's good right now. Um, uh, you know, at this point in time, everything's good. So, you know, that's a good thing. But how about you? How's everything with you? With you? Uh, every, every, everything good, man. You, you know, my, my daughter's not preteen stage, so yeah. I'm the bad guy right now. So, yeah. you, you know how that goes, man. I just stay consistent because you can't give in. The next thing you know. You know, <laughs> you're in the early grade. <laughs> so, it'd it be I, it'd be I. Yeah, it bad be guy I. rails, man. Yeah, I see. Uh, listen, listen. <laughs> that's a whole, that's a, that's a whole nother story. But, um, we're going, and Nicole, what's going on, Queen? Hi, first, before we get into all the heavy topics, how you doing? How's your family? And tell everybody what you got going on. Good evening, y'all. Um, I'm wonderful. Um, got a new job. Pays more. Yes, congratulations in order. Thank yeah. you. Um, it pays more and it allows me to do more of my media stuff since it is set hours. So 
I'll be allowed to do more of my Grizz stuff. Um, I am going to be at the Grizz game um, when they come to Atlanta on March the 26th. So I'm going to touch on that when I talk about job. But other than that, it's just everything's been pretty good. I mean, I've just been out here fighting for my life in these uh, Bill Street Blue Streets. <laughs> I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, listen, we're gonna we're definitely gonna have to talk about our boy. I know Memphis Grizzlies is your team. John Morant is no secret, even though I'm a um, diehard Knicks fan. John Morant is my favorite player in the NBA besides Giannis. Is there something about them, them two fellas besides the, any drama? Why I that I kind of identify and grown to love between them, them two, and um, both kind of like the other dogs. And now look at them now. But we got to talk about the one, which is John Morant. But, Nicole, I want to be a gentleman here. I want to hear how you feel. Come to ask you a couple questions because I'm going to go on my rant because, you know, I'm a father, a father of four. I have my son. And I feel like some people want to give job pass. Some people want to give the dad a pass. You know, before, before I go on my soliloquy, like, because I'm probably, I'm definitely going to have to go in. I want to hear what you have to say. What do you what do you feel from like his first incident to the incident now? I know the Glendale Police Department um didn't press any charges. He was um the, that part of Colorado they able to um, carry concealed even in public areas except for federal um, locations. Um, that just came out. I want to say not today, the day before. And um, you know, just want to hear what you have to say. How you feel about the team? I know they suspended um Ja for four more games. The team. I know they probably trying to do this to show the NBA um, office that they trying to get a hold of the situation. But the floor is yours. Tell me how you feel and, you know, let us know all the updates. Cause I know you plugged in. Of course. So for starters, I want to commend my team for keeping it together the way that they have. It hasn't been pretty for us the past um, three, two or three games without Ja. It wasn't even pretty, you know, during the Denver game, um, our, our road games look absolutely horrible. But <clears throat> the way that this team has kept it together, even though they've been drugged through the mud by national media the last few days and given this really, really bad name when they're nowhere near the things that are being said about them, I'm, I'm very proud of them. They are in Jaws Corner. They have been very vocal about that. And I'm just glad we have dudes like, Tyus Jones and and Jaron and Desmond who will step up when you know they need to take over that leadership spot. But as far as Ja, um, he's been dealing with this for a minute. It started around um, All Star Weekend last year, which we expected him to drink. We expected him to have fun. Of course, it's his first time being an All Star. He's going to soak it in. He's going to take it in. He deserves to do that. But after that, that's when things kind of started going downhill for him. And you can see his attitude change a little bit. Um, For starters, I'm not putting this on his parents. I'm not putting this on T and Jamie. T and Jamie Morant have been phenomenal parents. They raised him the best that they could with the best knowledge that they could. 
they raised a phenomenal young man who is going to do great things, not only in the athletic world, but the general world as well. So a lot of people doesn't see what he does for the city of Memphis, which I don't expect them to. But <clears throat> excuse me, my allergies are acting a fool. But um, T and Jamie cannot control what their grown ass son does. He is 23 years old. He's very capable of making his own decisions. And no matter how much and how often they sit down with him, they cannot control him and tell him to do things. It's, they can, but it's just not going to work. So T did put out a statement on Facebook, which is his dad. And he said that he's very disappointed in his son, but that we're going to get it together. Now, Ja has been very vocal about his mental struggles. He's been very vocal about this podcast, interviews. He's tweeted about it, put it on his Instagram stories. He's been very vocal about how he struggles with mental health, stress, and anxiety. And a lot of people seem to think that just because you're rich doesn't mean you can't have these problems. Now, mind you, this man is 23 years old. He's one of the faces of the league. He is a parent. He has his own child. And a lot of people tend to forget that when you get drafted into the NBA, and Jalen Rose said this himself during the NBA on TNT a few nights ago, <clears throat> when you get drafted into the NBA, you automatically take head of household. You are automatically the head honcho in your family because you feel like you need to provide for them. You feel like they've done this for me. They've done that for me. Those are my parents. I want to give them the world. He's also going through that as well. And a lot of people, like I said, they think just because he has money doesn't mean he can't have these things. Every human has something, something just going, you know, in their brain. They have thoughts. And I mean, he's human. Before he is an athlete, he is a human. And he does make mistakes. But the incident at the mall, um, that was never fully confirmed true. I don't think it's true. Uh, that, was, that was just a bunch of bullshit. But the incident where the 17-year-old was at his house, that did happen. But that 17-year-old threatened to shoot up Ja's house with his family and his four-year-old daughter inside. Or three-year-old, excuse me. Kari was two or three at the time. Um, he threatened to shoot up his house with his daughter inside. So, of course, I expect what any man would do, what any man would do to protect his daughter and his family. I would expect that from Ja. I actually commend him for that. You protect your child. You protect your family. You protect your home. You do what you have to do. Any other person would have did the same thing. Now, <laughs> this latest incident... Um, in Denver, there was a team meeting right before, and Stephen Adams did tell them to calm down on the drinking, which there's only really one person who goes out and parties and drinks heavy on the team, and that is Ja. Jaron goes about his business when they're on the road. He might go out and shop and eat or whatever, but he doesn't really drink like that. Desmond and Tyus, they're family men. They bring their families with them. They have babies. They got infants and toddlers, so they don't really, you know, fraternize with none of that shit. None of them really do except for Ja. So that statement was obviously directed at Ja. And it just, I mean, it just went downhill from there. But I feel like 
this was the reality check that was needed for John Morant. And I'm happy it happened now. And I'm happy nobody got hurt. And as far as we know, I know um, Shams and Woj said that he was suspended. Um, The Grizzlies nor the league never formally handed down a suspension. He stepped away voluntarily. He deleted all of his social media voluntarily. And that speaks volumes about what type of man he is and the fact that he knows he has issues and he is trying to get help. It was just actually announced yesterday that he's going to be away from the team for at least four more games. So we don't know if he's seeking treatment for something. We don't know if he's getting counseling, therapy. We don't know if he just took time to kind of step away from things for a little bit. Whatever he needs to do, he needs to do it to take care of himself. And as a person who y'all know me, I've, I've spoken my testimony. Um, I mean, we all go through it as someone who has had those, you know, those mental collapses. When he comes back from this, he's going to be 10 times better, not just for himself and his daughter, but for his team. And that's what we want from him right now. We don't care how long it takes. We do not care. You need to take care of yourself. You need to get yourself mentally together. So that's everything that we know so far. And as far as the actual police report itself, there was no evidence of any gun, of any firearms. There were no calls for a disturbance. He was not disturbing the peace. He was not disturbing other patrons. Nobody else had a problem with what John Morant was doing. It was all blown out of proportion. They said he was just there. He was he was cool and he was vibing. He was fine. He was just having a good time. He wasn't bothering nobody or anything like that. So the shit just got blown out of proportion because he decided to put it on Instagram. Well, you live and you learn. Now he's learning. So we're just waiting on the league to come out with a statement, which I low-key think they're working with the front office and they're corroborating with him kind of stepping away on his own. I think he really impressed the league office when he did that because he took full accountability from the very beginning, from when he first woke up Saturday morning. He took full accountability. But we're still waiting on that. Um, We don't know when he's going to be back. We don't have a timetable. And honestly, you can't put a timetable on someone's mental health. And that's all I got for now. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Um, I was gonna ask more questions to her, uh, Brels, real quick. You know, uh, and we, and, yeah, and um, can you ask the question that um, in the super chat that Free Dabs asked, and um, then I'll go and I'll say my yeah. Piece. So I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna look at that in a second here, Dabs. I got you. Um, the one thing I want to ask you, Nicole, is as you know, is like the NBA. You know, what I'm saying. That they they have uh, the security and stuff like that. They had they work with the FBI. They they have all that all that stuff. After the after the you know the the first incident, you know what I'm saying. Whatever happened with that, and then the second incident with the Indiana Pacers, did they ever step in and try to to um to do it like that that you know of? Did they ever step in and like, yo, John, what's going on? Let's let's get this under control, or did they just basically let it just do their own investigation and just let it ride? Is is basically what I, what I was wondering about that. If you know anything about that, and then I'm gonna look at Dab's question too. Um, I got you, love. Um, 
as far as I know, they looked into it and kind of let it go because there wasn't really any solid evidence. But the thing is about these away games, and not a lot of people know this, um, I worked at the airport. I worked on the tarmac, and I worked behind the desk. So the thing is with these athletes is that a lot of these planes, they charter private planes, so they don't have to be regulated by the FAA. So they can just literally pull up in the back of the airport where nobody sees them, get on these jets, get out of their charter buses, their cars, get on these jets and go about their day without any type of screening. And this also ties into this latest incident where the league is looking for him, um, you know, supposedly carrying a gun on an NBA sanctioned flight. There's no solid proof that he did that because he did not have to be screened by TSA to follow FAA regulations. The only time any athlete will be screened by TSA is when they have to take a commercial sanctioned flight. Say something goes wrong with their jet right before takeoff and they got to borrow one from Delta. They got to borrow one from United, from American. That's when they have to go to a private terminal and then go through TSA. So that kind of ties in together because Ja does have his own private plane. That's all I'm going to say. Um, he does have his own private jet. So, um, as far as I know about that B, they just did an investigation and kind of let it go because they couldn't confirm that it was a coming from the SUV with jaw in it or B that it was a gun. All right. And Daps wanted, all right. So Daps question was, all right. All right. So his, his was, do you know about the incident with the Pacers? And I, I guess you just answered that with the players were with the red lasers pointed at him. So I guess you, you, you answered that with that one. So, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, so yeah. So go ahead, go ahead, Rels. I'm going to let you uh, do your thing. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Um, and, and after we talk about the job, before we pivot to Lamar, I want to give the floor to our boy Keith. He wants to bring up something. Um, once I uh, once an incident happened to World Baseball Classic, so I promised him, we promised him that we give him time, so we definitely gonna do that after we speak about the Josh situation. And shout out to our homegirl, Go Grizz, she's definitely a big Memphis fan, other than Nicole. So, shout out to the queen. All right, <clears throat> listen, um, everybody knows again, I preface my comments that I love John Morant, it's my favorite player besides Giannis, um, but. I got coming from a different standpoint. Everything Nicole said was actually factual. Um, she does her homework. I took my notes because I know it's going to be be different sections how you can handle this whole job situation. So I'm going to say I 100% agree with Nicole. Now, I said that. From my point of view and my standpoint, of being a, 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 a black father, the only reason why, yes, he is young, he make a mistake, I'm not going to sit here and condemn him, but I am coming from a place of concern. You are a black father, first, NBA player, second. You have a responsibility. You don't have, you have a, matter of fact, yes, you have a responsibility to yourself, to your, your kids, to your family, to your team to your organization, to your partners. Now, I see here that Powerade threw him a big-ass bag because they were trying to get him away from um, Gatorade. So, right now, they seem like they scrubbed some of the um, commercials from um, that had John Moran in. 
Nike said they probably said they're going to support him behind him. A lot of people said that they, they didn't have that same sentiment as with Kyrie. But that's another topic for another day. But at least Nike did that for the young man. My problem is this. You have a two, you next well, next year I believe it kicks in the COVID. Tell me if I'm wrong. A two hundred thirteen million dollar five year contract that kicks in next year. You have a responsibility to be safe and be a leader. Okay, now everybody loves the the swag the the, the dog that the team has. And I'm, Nicole said this in you know, a couple of spaces that we had before, where the team is so close knit, and they also said this on TV, where they their extended families come in. Um, they have a lot of um, team team functions, and how everybody the, the kids are involved. And this is like one of the rare I mean, teams that everybody's close knit. But what bothers me, as have being a father of four, you have to be careful. You on IG live, waving a gun. Now, I understand mental illness, but let me just come from this standpoint, um, Nicole and B. Because I'm gonna talk to him like I will talk to to my 22 year old son. You have a responsibility. You waving a gun. Perception is everything. Yes, like Nicole stated, John Moran do a lot for the city of Memphis. It doesn't get enough attention, but you know. Something about being a black man, nobody gives a damn. There's no such thing as fairness. It would never be. They about to give you $213 million five years, and Gary Ray was reportedly gave him almost $100 million. John Murray could be the, one of the second people could we walk around here with at the end of his, his career making over $500 million just for the NBA alone. And you want to throw that away because you want to be gang, gang? You want to hang out with your crew? Now, I made a comment before and said that I feel like the dad is acting like a groupie than other than the father. I'm not saying that that man didn't raise his kid to the best of his abilities. But something happened. Something happened when he first entered the league. You see the way he carried himself, right? Then he started getting a little bit more money, more notoriety, dunking on everybody, having me over here in New York cheering for him, which the, the Knicks gave... They fucking unborn kid to get him. We didn't, unfortunately. But I love that kid. But you cannot act like this. You can't walk around here gang gang. Because I'm gonna talk about perception, baby. We don't get we we not awarded the fortitude to say, oh, it's okay, this kid shit, he be all right. No. Cause what happens to your other partners? Other people may not want to touch you no more. Pause. They might not want to say, you know what? You're responsible. Here's another bag. See, Nike's going to be tight, tight in because they're going to say, we support you, but we know what that is. Because they got rid of Kyrie, who, if I'm not mistaken, turned 31. But you got a young brother over here who's dumping on everybody. So we're going to go with the younger guy. They're already locked in because they got their own bottom line because they try to get rid of from the, get under from the, the Kyrie situation. So I'm in corporate America and I'm in business. So if anybody think, oh, Nike love him, no. It's, it's undertones to that shit. That's one. You have Powerade, just like I said, because I have it right in front of me, quietly scrub the commercial from his social media platforms. Now you could potentially losing the bag. 
you have a kid. Your job as a father, and I don't care how you are, how old you are, because when you lay down under them sheets and you make a baby, that age shit goes out the fucking window. I had my son at 19. Ain't nobody give a rat's ass how old I was. If I lay down being a man, I'm about to raise a baby being a man. You have to pay attention. Now, you make it, yeah, can make mistakes. But it's alarming to me because there's many mistakes over the course of a couple of months that's all coming out. Yes, the young man um, do the boy job an accident over the King St. B. This is a multitude of reports that they all said the same sentiment. John and his crew got angry. They stomped the kid out. I know the kid, like Nicole said, threatened with a gun. Uh, and then he showed him his gun. I can't go so much and be a hypocrite about the gun thing because I'm a license holder. But I don't also don't live in Memphis. I live in upstate New York. I can't even bring my fucking gun nowhere near me, White Plains, New York. Okay? But in Memphis, it's different rules. But my God, several different instances incidents within the past what three months that's alarming to me it's alarming to us other black fathers like what the fuck is going on the father when i made a point and said that he's acting like a groupie my thing is this this and, 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 and ladies and gentlemen all the stuff that's happened and, and, and being put out there i promise you because being you know i was an analyst it would have been other behaviors besides this these are behaviors just, just put out there because you know it's always that reporter that got the relationship from this person, this person, this shit gets put out. Nicole said something that was powerful. When you get a bag, when you get a bag, you become the leader of the household. So yes, do a put a little, hey, I don't, I'm not listening to y'all because I'm paying for your house, your cars, or whatever. But if you if you quote unquote respect your parents, you're gonna listen to what they have to say. Now, everybody wants to jump on the hose, Shannon Sharp and all that stuff in them. Cool. I ain't really going to get into politics, but one day I am going to agree with Shannon. You are father. Perception is everything. And you're black. You're not Tom Brady. You're not Luca. You're not any other white player where it's, oh, he would just be passionate. Oh, it's just a mistake. Oh, you don't get that. And when you walk right here with $500,000 in jewelry, one, you got braids, um, braids turning into dreads, two, you got money, you're not walking in with a suit and tie or blazer, okay? You, you, you wear urban clothes. Let me teach y'all something about corporate America. And I know a lot of y'all in corporate America as well. You know I ain't lying. Perception is everything. He could do, he could feed the homeless the rest of his life in Memphis. They're going to dangle that shit attached to it. No different when Kobe turned his life around, built the academy, served the homeless in L.A., the poor man, him and his daughter passed away. What happened? Gail King. Boom. Great. Perception's everything. And what bothers me and what scares me, I don't want people to make overall excuses and, and be like, it's okay. It, it's just growing pains. That's dangerous growing pains because, B, me, you have them backdoor conversations. And then Shannon said the same shit that you said. What happens to them people in Memphis who's hungry? Who's hungry? They're starving. Right? This is not New York. Well, every day they almost make a decent living. 
They starve him. Well, they say, you know what? You want to be gang gang? Let's test you out. You don't have to be quote unquote gang gang. You don't have to be hood. You have two fucking parents. They work their asses off to raise you and your sisters or whoever. It's okay to be that. Put yourselves around some motherfuckers who's going to tell you no. Chill, son. Have a mentor that's going to tell you, put the Cosmigos down, bro. You are a fucking walking business. A business. No. No, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-mm. My heart might want to say, I'm going to go 100,000 with Nicole. It's okay. But being a black man in America, it's hard. It's tiring. I got to go to work getting that perfect. Sometimes I got to go in the bathroom and get to my wife. Okay? When you're doing business accounts, just like my wife got bit to me, she wants a big-time business. It's hard. It's hard. It's tiring. And that's when the stress won't come in. We're going to play the mental health role. Yeah. Yeah, I would be stressed, too. Damien could be fucking losing over $300 million. I would be, too. You need, he needs to sit and say, who the fuck is going to tell me no? Other than maybe my parents, maybe concern uncle and aunt. Which one of my friends? And let's talk to the friends. You you may have carried that firearm on a private jet. John's on the NBA plane, but just like Nicole said, and everything Nicole said was right, because that's the shit I heard, that's the shit I read. They he could have chartered his jet to bring his friends along. What mindset? If I'm a friend of someone that's a walking business. We ain't going to have no shenanigans around son. Shout out to LeBron and his team. We're not going to have no, we're not going to have, now, nah, who are you? Who are you? Now, nah, get out of here. Now, nah, LeBron, give me that bottle real quick. You good. Son says, want to take a photo. Nobody's protecting Ja. But Ja need to protect himself. When that money's gone and they shun him like they did Ron Artest, Lance Stevenson, and everybody else, it gets real lonely. It's real lonely. I'm going to stop right there because I want to hear what everybody else have to say, but bothers the fuck out of me for being a father. And if I'm talking to him like I'm talking to my son, let this be the last time you do some stupid shit. Let this be the last time. You got too many people depending on you. And not only your fan, your family, you got your, you got your fans who depend on you. Stop disappointing us. Are you young? Sure. But I can't give you that because I see young people Serve just like I did. Okay? We can put that young shit to the rest. You're a grown man. You're a walking business. Perception is everything. Even your exonerate all that shit. You know what makes good news? Bad press. Now, B, I'll go to you. Yeah, I'll let and I and 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 then I, I let Nicole. It just bothers me because I, I, B, you know I love this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, I'm scared because this is what's being taught. Oh, right. We're not even talking about the stuff that's been swept under the rug. And don't think, because I was an analyst, and anybody who served will tell you, the, the, any type of analytical work will tell you they fucking agree with me. It was other lingering shit. But when you're the star, it gets swept under the rug. Now we just start seeing behaviors being out on national news. Yeah, I'll let, uh, I'll let uh, Nicole, I'll let you go, and then I'll, and then I'll give, say what I got to say. And then we'll get uh, Edge and everybody else up here, too. But go ahead, Nicole. I'll go right after you. Okay, so me personally, I never condone not one motherfucking thing that John Morant has done. 
except for the one where he was protecting his family and his house. I I have never, ever, if y'all want to hear me go off on John Morant respectfully, there is a podcast pinned at the top of my page. That is a podcast with me and two lovely co-hosts where we just talk about everything Grizzlies and then some. I went in on John Morant on that episode. It got gritty and it got nasty because I know he's better than what the fuck he's been doing. I know he's better than that. But I'm not going to sit here and grill things that I don't know about. I don't know what's going on inside his personal family household. That's none of my fucking business. I do know that some people think that his father is being like, part of his entourage and all of this other stuff. Let me let, let me clue y'all in on something. <clears throat> Taylor Jenkins said he, the team, Jaws inner circle, including his parents, have had multiple conversations with him over the past six months. Six months and nothing has went through his head. That is on nobody but Demetrius Jamel Moran. I'm not putting it on nobody but him. His parents can only do so fucking much. They cannot protect a 23-year-old from his fucking self. He's got to do it him fucking self. T and Jamie did what they could for this boy. They gave him the life that they could growing up in the fucking Sumter, South Carolina. You want to see how bad Sumter is? Go hit Google and look that shit up. Because it's not the suburbs. It's not the suburbs like a lot of people think it is. It's actually one of the worst cities in South Carolina. They did what they could. He went to a public school. He didn't go to no private school like people think he did. He went to Crestwood, one of the worst schools in the fucking state of South Carolina. Why do y'all think he only got one offer? And that was from Murray State. Murray fucking state of all things. And he got that because the Murray State recruiter was hungry and had to go to the second gym for chips. He literally went looking for chips and saw Ja playing basketball by himself and decided to offer him a full-ride scholarship right there. So a lot of people don't know that background. A lot of people just think that because he has two parents that he automatically came from blessings when it did not work like that. His mother and father worked hard to give him and his sister Tanaya everything that they have. But these talks have been had with him. They've been had with him about his circle. They've been had with him about the things that need to change. And he is not changing them until now. Right. Until it's until this blew up. So, like I said, if y'all want to hear me go off on him, I don't do that in public. That's not me. Right. It's it's pinned in the podcast on my page. No doubt. No doubt. I I appreciate you. And now once I say you giving him a pass, like I said, I agree with everything you said. But I've been in like different spaces and respectfully healthy debates. But at the end, a lot of people understood where I, where I was coming from, but I understood what they was coming from. I think at the end of the day, we all have a glowing overall concern because we know what we know what corporate America could do. They could build you up to be the Seth Curry, and then they tear your ass down like they do Kanye. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. I, my 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 thing about the whole situation is the reason why I asked Nicole uh, about the NBA. Um, I think. Was covered. I, the NBA hit a responsibility as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, NBA has a responsibility. I think I, I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. You know, when you say, you know, the parents are talk, talk to them and everything like that. Like the NBA knows what's going on. They get. They. 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 Like I said, they. They work with the FBI. They know what these players are doing. They know what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. My thing. My thing with the situation is, where? Why? Why does it take this long for them? Like to step in, like with the Indiana situation, 
right? Instead of just doing it, go to go to John and be like, listen, we, we we're gonna we're gonna do this and that. We're, we're gonna we're gonna nip this in the bud right now. We're we're, we're gonna stop this, uh, 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 get this image out of here. Um, you know, and, and and go to him and talk to him, and have some have some, some things to go on. I I just think that the NBA failed in this situation. Um, by not stepping in earlier and not actually doing anything, and you know, just doing an investigation, that doesn't help John. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't bring anything, nothing done. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, bro. I, they they just gotta they just gotta do their thing. And well, I, I know from um, not to take you off. Um, and then we're gonna go to Nicole once speaking again. We go to her. Then we're gonna go to Edge. We're gonna go Rebel. Then we're gonna go to Shank. Um, that's the order. And guys, when y'all speak, please, 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 because this is get ripped off to the pod. Shout out to my boy Top Bunk and BSN. So you know, just hit your points. So and then I'll go back to ask you guys questions, but no more long soliloquies, because again, this is on a pod, and you know we want to make sure everybody gets heard. Um, yo, B, the thing about this too, um, I, I forgot a couple. It was a couple of NBA players. They was talking about this. And um, it was some podcast I saw rambling on YouTube. But I told you they were saying that I think the here's the thing that the reason why I think the, the NBA don't get involved. If it was a major concern, because remember we don't know what happens behind closed doors. They can have probably shit ton of talks, but until some shit happens, they gotta let the governors run their teams, right? But they were saying that the way someone's walk right here and being gang gang. And they said, somebody, uh, after he said, well, is it protection? They said, well, if he felt threatened by anybody within the city of Memphis, he should went to the NBA security. And mama, I told you, and when I looked this up, it's a lot of FBI, CIA, Department of Justice, um, part-timers, right. and retirees that work for the NBA. They said that someone like Ja with his stature only thing he has to do is go to NBA security and say, I'm feeling threatened. Not saying that's a story, but this is what the example where NBA player said. I'm feeling threatened. This is the information. They said that if he's a walking business and he's one of the top players, the NBA don't play that. And neither all of them people who have special training, they would go into the fucking city of Memphis and make sure Jar is straight. Right, right, right. They said that the NBA security do not play games. Yeah. And team security don't play in games as well. If that's just the NBA, imagine these bringing out owners. Yeah, yeah. When when Allen Iverson was doing his thing back in the day, like they stepped in with Allen Iverson. I know this for a fact because you know what I did. So they stepped in with Allen Iverson. When Allen Iverson was about to release his album, David David Stern said, "You're not playing in the NBA and releasing that album." You know what I'm saying? They're, they're, David Stern stepped in and did a lot of things um, with that situation. I, I mean, they can they can step in, you know, just like that. You know, the commissioner can step in and and, and say, "Look, you're not going to do this." And I, I just don't, I just don't think. I think they dropped the ball in that situation. And you know what I'm saying? I, I think that they should be when you see when you see somebody. I'm not going to say spiraling out of control because I don't think it's that. But when you see someone having issues like he like like you know, and it and it's one thing after another. Whether it happened or not, you, you got to step in. You got as the as the commissioner of the NBA, you got to protect the player. You got to protect the 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 the, the logo. You got to protect everything. And I just I just like they, I agree. Yeah, I, I just I just feel like they dropped the ball with that. And thank God to what Nicole said. And then I'm gonna land my 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 shit there. Thank God it happened now and no one got hurt, for real. 
Yes. Thank God because yes. he has yes. a chance now to actually get his shit together and, and, and be everything that he can be and be a, a, do what he has to do. So shout out to that, to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, everybody, please give us a follow, share the space. Appreciate everybody in here. Um, let's go to our boy um, Edge and NYK. You're going to be after um, Shank. It's going to be Edge. It's going to be Rebel, Shank, the NYK. NYK, um, you seem like you're new here. Just make sure there's no B words, no N words, no R words here. And appreciate you. Edge, what's going on, my brother? How are you? How's the family for you, young job? How's the family? How are you Pretty doing? good, bro. Um, you know, shout out to you, B, my man, B. Um, you know, Miss Nicole, I was in a space with her when this job Morant stuff actually first came about. And I said my piece about that too. But let me go ahead and just just give me five minutes, okay, bro? Please just give me five minutes. Look, this is this is the the effects of player empowerment to a certain extent. You want the NBA to step in, bro. The NBA is not like how it was when David Stern was around. Okay, because when you have play uh, player empowerment. What is the NBA to step into a situation like this now? It's not the same, bro. I I, I kind of disagree with it. It's not the same. So this is the negative side of having this, you know, empowerment movement with the players and, and players having a voice because they think they could do, you know, whatever because it's the NBA and they get millions of dollars doing what they did or doing what they have been doing. And this is, to me, the, the negative side of it because this kid is calling out for help but to a certain extent to me I, I from my personal experience bro when you live a sheltered life okay I, I'm I, when your parents try to protect you from the streets and you have your friends that you wanted to hang out with all the time okay in the streets pestering you to go out, pestering you to do this, and you finally become something, and they come back in the picture of your livelihood as and you being a success, they lead you down the wrong road every freaking time, bro. This is basically what I went through, okay, or what I have been going through since I left New York, all right? I'm about to be 40. I was not supposed to be here. I'm only going to put people in my shoes and tell my story, all right? I lived that gang shit, fucking fucking crip life all this shit brooklyn new york fucking worst of the worst all right it took me to get a bullet in the side of my rib cage to understand that this life is not mine this life is not fucking me all right so i took myself out the situation early 22 years old didn't know where i was gonna go you know my you know my my the people that actually fucking looked after me telling me, you know, certain things to motivate me to get the fuck out of there. And I appreciate them, okay? But when you follow the wrong crowd, it will get you, don't matter how famous you are, it's, gonna, it's going to come back to you. So my thing is, uh, Ja is at a crossroads, okay? Melo went through it. Allen Iverson went through it. Karan Butler went through it. A lot of these NBA dudes went through it, all right? At the end of the day, like what Ms. Nicole said, it's his decision and his decision only, all right? His parents can talk to him all they want. It took my, it took, it took my grandmother, okay, because my mom didn't raise, raise me 
uh, you know, like, you know, I, I wanted her to because she was always working. And, you know, my grandmother's basically my mother. I always say that, I, you know, God rest her fucking soul. She the one that fucking raised me. All right. So for me, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here because she talked to me all the time. So at the end of the day, bro, it doesn't matter what the parents say. It really doesn't matter what the family members say. It really doesn't matter what his boys say. All right. He is he is a 23-year-old young man with money. All right. People will basically influence you to do a lot of fucked up things because you have money. It's up to him to pick the road where you where he wants to go. He could go down. I made the the Jarvis Crittenden, you know, comparison, the Gilbert Arenas comparison when Gilbert Arenas got paid. It's it's something similar, but not to this extent because Gilbert was actually in, in his you know late thir- uh, going into his uh, early thirties when he did the bullshit that he did. This is a twenty three year old, you know, almost the face of the NBA that just got power A deals, all of the you know an extra four hundred million dollars in, in you know endorsements, and he's over here acting the fool. Like what you said, Rels, and and B and Nicole, all of y'all. He is a walking marketing you know, whatever you want to call it, individual, all right? He has to change his mindset. But once again, his mother can't do it. His father can't. He has to be the one. And if he refused to do that, I'm sorry to say, it's going to get worse before it gets better. So the best, if supposedly, I don't know if Nicole can answer this for me, he basically checked into some rehab situation for his alcoholism, and his drug-related situation. Is that the truth? Just answer that before I go ahead and continue. Um, There is no solid proof that he was on drugs. The NBA has been faithfully testing him, and he has been open about mm-hmm. that. Um, as far as that rumor that he's, he's in, like, AA rehab, all of this, that shit came from a white kid. Mm-hmm who goes to Yale, who has no mm-hmm. Memphis sources whatsoever. That's all I needed to know. The thing is, we don't know because the Grizzlies and Jaws agent and his family are keeping everything very tight-lipped. So we won't know until the very end. Okay, I appreciate you. So, once again, it's his choice. Okay, it's no one else's. If he wants to get himself out of the situation, he will have a label on him now. Okay? So, he has to apart now. When you get a label in the NBA as a dirty player, you know, as you know, uh, whatever, whoever, people look at you in a different light. All right. Let's just use an example: Tiger Woods. Right. Tiger Woods, when he did what he did and he fell off the face of the earth, he had to change personas because he was the goat at the time. But at the end of the day, he still had to change. The, because he had a label on him. I want to see what Morant does when he does come back, okay? And I do think he's getting at least 25 games for having a gun on the fucking plane, by the way, all right? And that's the that's the wholehearted rumor that's going around and over here with the sports books and the Grizzlies, you know, number in Vegas right now. I think he's getting 25. Not 50, but 25, all right? But I want to see how his persona and how he attacks the label that's going to be placed on him. That's going to say it all to me. But um, he he's going down a road that I don't want any dude or any young man with money 
or any individual altogether the code to go down. All right. That's why I tell my stories to everyone on this fucking app. And I try to educate all individuals, not not the old, not the young, everyone not to take that fucking path because you ain't going to like it. I've seen a lot. I see too many fucking people die in front of me. I see too many fucking dudes freaking die, period. I don't need another young brother fucking dying again for no fucking reason because of a decision. That's it. All right. So, Rose, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, B. Miss McCullough, I appreciate you as well. Everyone that shout out, uh, you know, my man Rose in this goddamn chat. Um, he is very, very good at what he does. Uh, both of these guys, um, you know, appreciate all the support. Uh, I see a lot of people. Appreciate no you, worries. I appreciate, I appreciate you, you know, uh, and I will, we'll be talking, my man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Appreciate you, bro. Definitely. So, love you, love you, love you. Love yes, you. sir. Wow. <clears throat> Rebel, what's going on, bro? How you doing? How you feeling? Yo, what's up, fam? How you doing? Ain't shit, man. Blessing. How you favorite? Uh, everything is blessed. Uh, you know, appreciate you guys having this space. Uh, shout out to everyone. Um, shout out to you and, for that space uh, you had the other day. Not to cut you off. Um, I I, I couldn't talk because I was um during I was at lunch. I had to go into work, so I kept one of my my pods in so I could listen to you. And I know you had yeah. the same conversation on a on a Lakers space, and I and I appreciate oh, yeah. you. Appreciate you. Even Great minds think alike, like, man. Absolutely. And you just have me in Lakers space, and you took a moment and had a dope conversation. I was mad. I couldn't go up. But um, can you just um, share the sentiments you had in the space and then your thoughts on well, everything? I think, well, you know, the, the sentiment is pretty much the same what you guys are saying. It's just like, you know, pretty much what Ed just said, that, yo, um, that... You know, um, what Ed just said, yo, we're tired of the young brothers dying, you know, and the sentiment that I really had, like, personally, because, you know, it's a group of us, uh, you know, um, that the one it's one thing to what the job Moran situation, but what I find more egregious has been what, what you guys were saying earlier, all the people given passes, you know, um, now, Nicole has said um that yo listen to listen to the uh listen to the podcast that's pinned on my profile and yeah I definitely like like hold him accountable for his actions and, and very critical of him. But the thing is there's been a lot of a lot of folks that's been like, yo, it's no big deal. And or just saying like yo, like you know, like they keep trying to find some type of excuse to 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 say that the backlash isn't warranted, right? So, so like real quick, right? Like I want to, I want to respond to like some of the thing. I want to kind of respond in a way, because uh, I heard a couple of names. I heard David Stern, I heard Allen Iverson, I heard Ron Artest, right? So this has been my whole problem with the whole Josh situation. Is that like at what point do we say enough of the dumb shit? Like at what point are we the advocates to say, you know what? We can do do better instead of some other folks saying, yo, we need better and we push up against it. And this is what I mean by that. Right. And I know. And one thing I do appreciate about this space, even more so than what, you know, I do with my boys with purple and gold mines, is that there's more folks in here from the north, the northeast. So they can under they really understand what I'm saying with this now. 
Now we remember when AI was was uh, was also known as Jules when he was doing his rap his rap thing, right? And we remember when he was that MVP season when like it was certain like uh, promotional pictures and so, uh, I think a magazine cover where David Stern made made the decision to like airbrush his tattoos right um off the off the you know off the image and so the backlash was like yo that's fucked up david stern like you know like uh that's fucked up man we should be able to express ourselves how we want all right now now let's move forward with ron artest so when that whole malice at the palace happened right um and that shit went down Everyone got the suspensions, but you remember what was some of the some of the things that David Stern wanted to implement um, afterwards in response to it was, yo, there's going to be a dress code. So like when you're on your way to the game, when you're sitting in the press conference, there's going to be a dress code. Um, you like we need more professional in professionalism in the league. What was the players' response? Oh, that's fucked up. Uh, you trying to sun us? That's bullshit. We once again like resisted. Right? So then we move forward to now with the Josh situation. And the thing is, like, he's a young, talented brother. He's still a kid in a lot of ways. He's a grown man in some aspects. But I think any of us that's 35 and older, we would probably still look at someone that's 22, 23. And saying that you know what, they're a young man, or at very at worst, say they still got some growing up to do. So it's just like now, what's what's the like? You know, one of the things that I was pleading and I was asking for in that and what we was doing a couple of days ago was like, like what's the problem with being a nerd? Like we genuinely, as black men, like you know, we we need more nerds. You know, we need more nerds. We don't need more guys pretending to be, you know, gangbanging and all of that. And and the thing is, there's nothing that makes sense about what Ja did waving the gun. Like, there's nothing, like, makes sense about it. Like, if you're about that life, then why put a target on your back, right? If you're about that life, you just did two things. First of all, you don't know if law enforcement's looking at your social media. So you just pretty much told them what time it was. But even if you're also trying to protect yourself, you just told someone what you got. So they just know that, oh, okay, cool. Then let me make sure I got this type of vest. And then let me make sure I, I, I strap up with something bigger than what, what he has. So it's just like, I just wished us as like as brothers, as a community, as a culture, however you want to put it, I just wish that unequivocal response is that he needs to do better. Because the thing is, it's not an isolated incident. Like how many, how many more rich, dead <clears throat> young men do we need to mourn? Like, like if it's PMB Rock. You know, that's someone that's uh what PMB Rock. He's out of Philly. You know, God rest his soul. 
Was it was it the smartest decision to really roll up? I don't know if anyone been to that particular Roscoe's in L.A. You don't go to that Roscoe's under no circumstance. Like you just don't do it. Let alone go there with the half a million dollars in jewelry. But you know, like at what point do we just have that unequivocal response that we need to move better? And that's just something that's just been. And I'm about to land my plane. That's just something that's just been more disheartening that we still making excuses like we still trying to find a way to 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 give him a pass and now we're not trying to convict him but i just i just think it needs to be not 99 to 1 not 98 to 2 not 55 to 45 i just think it needs to be 100% that you know what young brother needs to move better and someone needs to be in his ear Someone might need to put up a foot up his ass to say, yo, you got to move different, fam. Like, this ain't smart. Uh, you got so much. You can do so much good. You can do more good in this world than negative. So so that's that's kind of where I am, fam. I just I just I, like like any person that's defending that shit and not saying that he needs to do better. I'm to the point where it's like, yo, remove me off of your followers. I don't even want to. I won't. I don't like it's It's a different mentality. Like, you know, Cornel West has this thing. Um, if anyone reads the book Race Matters by Cornel West, came out like 80s, 90s, there's a word named nihilism. It means uh, a life of no hope and meaning. We got to get out of that mindset, people. And, um, and I, I just wish people really step out of that. So that, that's where I land on, on there. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. Love everything that you have to say, man. Definitely love everything you have to say. Definitely be getting back to you. Let's go talk about the Shank. Then we're gonna go to JoJo. Then we're gonna go to Top Bob. Shank, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, hey, hey! Thanks for having me as usual. Of course, uh, brother. Um, I kind of I have I agree with most of the things that were said here, but um, I disagree with B that. Um, the commissioner has to step in here. The NBA has to step in here and do something. <clears throat> Whatever happened back in the Allen Iverson days, that does not really apply here. Not today. Not in the age of internet, social media, everything at your fingertips, all the knowledge, all the resources that you need are available at your fingertips. Anybody that's making, you know, what's the minimum veteran salary these days? And what's the minimum rookie uh, salary that you get if you're a top five, top ten pick? It's in millions of dollars, right? So the question that these players have to ask themselves is like, okay, I'm 19, I'm 20. I don't know money management. Who's going to be my money manager? And who's going to be my manager? Because I'm not even technically, you know, like a full-fledged adult. I wasn't 19 and 20 when my parents stopped parenting me, right? I still went to them for advice. Hell, I still go to them for advice, right? So I don't understand this whole thing where it's like, okay, he's doing what he's doing, but the parents didn't, you know try to stop him. I'm sure they did, like Nicole was saying, and I'm sure that 
you know, he there was resistance from him, his posse, whatever. And yes, at some point in time, you got to think to yourself, like, I am almost like a MVP candidate, right? And I'm making so much money. And I'm in commercials. I have my own daughter. Why would I ever put myself in that situation which would re reflect poorly on me or my family? Because the media people here, right here on, you know, this space, we're not just talking about him. We're talking about his parents too. Knowing that that happens every day, why would you carry yourself like that and then put it on social media? Like, how dumb are you? How socially inept are you that you decided you should put that on IG Live. So yeah, I don't blame anybody but John Moran. I don't blame, I don't expect Adam Silver in to come in and save every single player in this global sp sport. Why should he? That's not his job. If they lose marketing dollars, guess what? They'll easily find replacements. Easily. So anytime, and, and this is not just the NBA, any pro sports player in the US, if you're making millions of dollars, get a money manager, get a manager manager, get someone who can tell you what to do, what not to do, how to move, how not to move, and respect their thoughts until you feel that, okay, now I've learned enough about how to move in this lifestyle and I can take things over on my own. And if you don't do that, you're shooting yourself in the foot. It's not like John Moran does not have a thousand examples from the same sport, the same league, people that made $100 million, $200 million back in the day, and now are paupers. It's not like he does not have those examples sitting right in front of him that he's not aware of. So yeah, he did this to himself. I don't feel sorry for him. Yeah, I'll just say I just say I disagree with the with the whole thing. Like, listen, the commissioner absolutely has a, a responsibility to the to the players of this league. He absolutely has a responsibility to to the players that play under this under under the, the shield of the NBA. Not not that he can affect what what's going on or whatever, not that it's his fault and not that it's not John Moran's fault. It's absolutely John Moran's fault. But the commissioner does have a responsibility. You don't let it get this far down the road. You don't let it get to where it got in Colorado, where he's on IG Live. You don't let it get there when everything else was was going on. You have to do something. You can't just sit there and be a silent guy and not do nothing. David Stern didn't just sit there and be a silent guy. It is a different league. It's a different time than than I. He, he, but but David Stern, if David Stern was in the situation, the the first situation that happened, he would have stepped in. He would have been involved. You don't let it go three, four situations. You don't let it build up. You don't just let your players 
do whatever they want. Is you know they're going to do what they want to do at the end of the day. I agree with what Edge said. It is a player's league, but you, as the commissioner, you absolutely get on the phone with John Moran and say what's going on. You absolutely put your resources to work. The the FBI, the CIA, everything like that. The NBA securities. You absolutely protect the shield. You absolutely protect your superstars. You absolutely look out for your best players. You you make that effort. It doesn't it doesn't have to it, you know it can't be the same. He's not David Stern. It isn't at the same NBA, but he absolutely has a responsibility to the shield. He has an absolutely has a, a responsibility to the other players in the NBA to step in to make sure things are going right. He is not just sitting there. There's the commissioner of the NBA with no power. He might not. I got to respond. He might not change what happened, but you don't let it get four situations down the road. You don't let it get past the Indiana situation without putting your all your resources into it. This is one of the top five, arguably one of the top five players in the NBA. If you, you absolutely have something to do. You don't just sit there and do nothing. And it, and it's and I'm not and I'm not taking any responsibility away from John Moran. John Moran did it to himself, but to say that the commissioner has no is to just sit there and do nothing is completely wrong. I, I can tell you that because I manage Allen Iverson's artists, so I I, I, I have I have a, a, a intimate knowledge of what went on with Allen Iverson. So I, I know what the things that David Stern did. And I'm st- yeah. and I'm still so that's, that's all. Can I respond? Yeah, yeah. Just, and I, and I'm still to this day. I still to this day. One of my best best friends is Ty Gracie, which was one of his people who was in his entourage. So I, I like I know what they can do. You don't just do nothing. And I and I asked Nicole and I said, what did they do after the Indiana situation? And that's why I asked that question. Because they, they opened an investigation and they shut it. They did nothing behind it. They didn't put, put their resources behind it. They didn't put anything there. You got to protect the Shield. You got to protect the, the NBA. You have to protect superstars if you can. You have to do something. You can't do nothing. But but go ahead, Shane. Yeah. So uh, remember Malice at the Palace and how that went down? I, do you think that the image of the NBA is the same as it was then or has it improved for the better let just answer in yes or no i don't want a whole speech did, did it re, did it return is, is it to the better I, I mean, what is the better the, the guy got attacked by by fans what what what, what it's not the same situation to me it's just not the, the, I'm, so, ba- ba- but but basically somebody got attacked by fans multiple players got involved right it wasn't just one our test a whole bunch of players got involved. Right. My point here is that the image is slightly different today. How many players are dealing with the shit that Ja Moran is dealing with right now? How many players in the NBA are dealing with You don't that? know that. Nobody knows that. Nobody knows that. Just because he put it on Instagram Live, that doesn't mean other players don't deal with the same. How, how, many, players Sean, are, Sean how many players are dealing with it publicly? That's a, that's a, that's a different thing. They 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 kept their stuff. They keep their stuff private. I'm I'm it, okay. It, just because you saw John Morant doesn't mean that no other player is dealing with what John Morant is dealing with. No, no. I, I'm saying what what does the world know about? The world knows about John Morant's situation, right? They don't know about any other player going through this same shit right now. But 20 years ago, the number of brawls. That would happen on the court, off the court, 
situations that you'd hear about in the news, that was a little bit more 20 years ago. Now it's a lot less. So yeah, the NBA did do something about it to get to this point today. But in order to weed it out completely, it's not really their responsibility to weed it out completely. So one of them slipped through the cracks. Big deal. So, it's, on, it's still on him. At the end of the day, it's still on him. No, I'm going to let JoJo go. Go ahead, JoJo. B, uh, what's up, guys? Uh, Rels, um, I'm going to say something about being very nice. Um, um, listen, I think what a lot of people are missing nowadays and what's what's really powerful, and this is what happens in a lot of different jobs, is that the players' union is way stronger than it was back in the day. And regardless of whatever John Morant does, the players union is going to back that dude up no matter what happens. They're, they're looking out for him. So, and it's no different than, you know, Edge's job that he does with his union or a teacher's union or whatever type of union there is. That's their responsibility to protect the person in that union. So, me personally, my opinion, like I don't think Adam Silver needs to babysit John Morant, right? He's a grown adult, young adult. He made your hundred percent control of your life and your decisions that you made. You made a fucking bad choice. It happens. We all do it, right? You just made a very bad one. It could have been a lot worse. God knows who else was in the club or wherever, you know, it could turn left in fucking two seconds. Who knows? Whatever. People could show up there like like somebody was saying before, rappers at fucking restaurants or whatever the hell it may be. But going to the players union, John Morant could fucking he can beat 40 people up and that players union is still gonna protect that dude no matter what, even though that one person in that players union is a dirt bag and whatever the hell they're doing and all the other people in the players union is good, they're still gonna protect that dude. And that's what that's where Adam Silver's gonna have to fight the players union. And it's a it's a hard battle because at the end of the day, even though John Morant's in the NBA, he's not getting paid by the NBA. So He's getting paid by the ownership, and I think that's where Adam Silver is kind of like saying, you know what, let these guys handle it first, and then if we need to get involved in it, we'll get more involved in it. But I don't think it's like it's, – it's no different than when they get into fights and they get fines. Back in the day, they would just pay the fine call of the day. Now they get into a fight, they get into fines, they get suspended. They're fucking fighting every single little thing. You know, it's like, oh, let, let me from three games let's go to two games. Like, bro, who the fuck are we talking about here? You guys are making millions of dollars, and you're worried about a fucking, you know, sixty thousand dollar check. Like, come on, seriously, you guys spend that at the club, you know? So, it, it, I think it's more of a players' union thing, and and I don't think a lot of people are hearing about it because the NBA is very, very, very good at at like not making it go out into the public a lot. The media is making it go out to the public, but I just don't think the, the players union is making it a crazy thing. You know, like it's just, I don't know. I think they're handling it internally more than externally. And I think eventually, like every other situation that happens, it's just going to fucking go away. You talk about it for a month and then it just goes away. You know? And if a dozen players were going through this stuff publicly, guess what? The NBA would get involved. Because that's when it's hurting their image. 
they would get involved if it was a dozen players. So it's a one player. They're not going to get it. All right, great points, fellas. Let's go to top. And after top, we're going to go to Ari. Then after Ari, we're going to go to CP. We're going to end with CP. And then we're going to pivot to Lamar Jackson. Can we try to wrap up? Because at 10 o'clock, we know the next play. So please give your takes. And then, um, you know, let's do our thing. Uh, go ahead, Nicole, because you got to go soon. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say that the league office is very much involved in this. They are watching everything that the Grizzlies are doing, and they are watching everything that Ja Moran is doing. They're actually working with the Grizzlies' front office, and they've actually really been impressed because Ja Morant stepped away voluntarily, even though the word suspended was used. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Thank you, hon. Thank you. Thank you. Bump, what's going on, brother? What's up, Tedder Room? What's up, guys? What's up, Rouse B and everybody in here, man? Hope everybody's having a good day. Hope everybody's blessed. And everybody's doing well. Nah, listen, man, I, I just wanted to come in here and, and give my opinion on the whole John Moran thing. I think it's an unfortunate situation. I think it's a situation that a lot of these young kids that are Jaw's age or that are, that are in, you know, college that are trying to come up in the league can actually learn from. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys, especially that are uh, young black African-American players, you know, they, 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 they got to wake up every day and understand that when you're in a situation like that, you're, you're being targeted. You know what I'm saying? With everything in our history that's going on, I mean, you talk about Black Lives Matter, a lot of stuff where, you know, black people are being mistreated and we're in a sensitive generation right now. Any little thing like that, you know, they, they, he has a target on his back. I remember a couple of days ago, I was talking to State because State had a, not sorry, sorry. Yeah, I was talking to State. It was in Born Rebels uh, space. And we were talking about the Kyrie situation and how Kyrie is, you know, being treated. And I basically said, at the end of the day, every decision that Kyrie makes, they're going to look at him differently and they're going to put a target on his black on his back because he is a African, he is a, a, a black uh, player in this league. And, and he's... And for every little thing that they're they're gonna pull it to that they they they're gonna put a target on his back mainly because of that. So I just think you know with every decision that that is made with a lot of these I know black players, it's it's there's gonna be a big target on 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 it, and a lot of it's gonna be because of race, unfortunately. And you know I I think that's a sad case. Um, you know Ja has a lot of money coming his way. Ja is a franchise player. Uh. And for that, for that to happen, where he got all the keys um, on him, it's 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 very unfortunate. But it's good that he's you know he has all all these days where he's not playing to really take some time off and really understand that uh, coming back, he could be a better person. Uh, he could be uh, just focus on basketball, uh, really focus on the opportunities that he's got. Because again, he has a family. He's got a daughter that he needs to provide for every single day. Uh, he doesn't want his daughter to grow up in a in, in a society where she got she got to look at social media when she gets older and she got to deal with people that she goes to school with when she gets older. And people always saying remarks about her dad and oh how her dad could do this and her dad could do that. So, you know, he, he has to understand that we're in a in a in a society where it's it's everything could be could it could be judgmental. And, you know, it could be how do I say you could be canceled for it. We're in a canceled culture. Um so it, it's it's a very unfortunate situation, but it's something that everybody can learn from, and you know you don't want to be reckless like that. You you want you want to be you want to make sure that 
you don't make no mistakes because at all, any type of situation it could be taken from you just like that it just like that you don't know you don't know when you don't know how but it could be taken from you just like that and it could all be gone you know what i'm saying um and to my last point uh about what b said that that uh you know they got the league has to take you know not take responsibility but you know look into the situation i i agree because at the end of the day this is a a young gentleman a young gentleman who is one of those star players that represent your league and who puts the league on the forefront when he's walking around um and again he puts the he puts the league on a high notice because he's one of their best players uh so you know everybody you know they're paying him money and um you know the, the league just wants to make sure that everything's okay he's part of their organization at the end of the day so you know it's it's i think it's just part of being responsible making sure that you know these mistakes don't happen again cuz the key thing is that he's young and he has he has so much growth and he can learn from this and it's it's a, it's a good example for any other young kids coming up in the league at the end of the day you know not to not to make these type of mistakes be careful what you put out there be careful who you're rolling with um be careful the environment that you're around uh, be careful what you got cuz like i said any little mistake or anything around you whether it's the environment whether it's the people around you this call be gone at any second. So that's that's all I really I wanted to say. But I appreciate you guys, man. Thank you. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. Um, let's. I'm oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say who we got next, Ari, and then CP. Yes. Um, real quick before Ari, um, definitely want to give a, again, 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 a big shout outs to um our very own Bully. He had a space um this past weekend, Bully Ball. It was great, beautiful turnout. Um. You know, so I appreciate everybody supporting him, and definitely a big shout out to Lauren and Miss Skills for having their first space. They had a great turnout. So, you know, therapy was out here kicking y'all, and definitely our partners of VSN, VSN family. Appreciate them helping us put all our stuff on all platforms. So please look out for us. We got a lot of other things going on, and we announced that uh, sooner than later. Um, but um, let's go to Ari. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Yo, what up, bros? B. Salute to the room. Therapy and sports, top three. Easy on uh, Nick's spaces, but definitely one of my favorite spaces, therapy and sports, dude, because it's... I can't hear shit. You can't hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. Uh, Appreciate you, Art. Yeah, yeah. No, dude, I love, I love this because there's a, there's a perfect amount of balance and um, between sports and, you know, life. But... um. Yeah, so we're about the John Rand thing. A lot, a lot to a lot to talk about there. So, in my opinion, right, um, I think a lot of this comes stretches from the from the culture and just the glorification of mob and gang culture, right? Of being a tough guy, being a masculine person, right? You know, we look at the movie Goodfellas. Um, we look at like Boys in the Hood or whatever, and we and we look at them as characters of of people that are like. You know, cool, like even Lil Zay from City of God, to anyone's ever seen the movie City of God, Tony Montana, Scarface, like the bad boy main character syndrome, people look up to that uh, in the culture, unfortunately, right? That's a tough guy, right? No one's going to fuck with him. It's like Sonny from Bronx Tale, right? It's like there's a certain level of like, would you rather be respected or rather be, or would you rather be loved or would you rather be feared? And when it comes to male energy, a lot of times it's like, you know, there's like an alpha sense, right? And I think John Moran is kind of trying to tap into that. You know, he, he wants to be 
idolized by the younger, more immature generation, right? It's like it's kind of like Allen Iverson with B said. So B, I know you're from Philly, so you know City Blue and in, in, uh, remember City Blue and King of Prussia. Do you do you remember that place or no? Yeah, yeah, King of Prussia Mall. Yep. Yeah. So my cousin used to own that place, right? All and right. Allen Iverson was a rookie when he walked in the City Blue the first time. And my cousin's very good friends. He was like his driver for a while. He was at his wedding, and he would he would talk to me about um, like Allen Iverson getting involved in those situations. Now the biggest difference is obviously this is the social media age. Like Allen Iverson couldn't have gotten. I'm sure if I'm sure if uh, Instagram Live was around, he would get himself in a lot more trouble. But I think it all stretches to the psychology of John Morant wanting to be accepted and him wanting to be respected. Um, like a tough guy, I guess, right? Because in his, from where he's from, that's that's very, it's a desirable characteristic to have, right? So, you know, obviously he's a young guy, he's going to make mistakes, but a culture that's that glorifies the mob and just that kind of mentality, like it's 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 a culture that's going to induce a lot of that type of immature behavior, unfortunately, right? Like. I feel like sometimes people and it, and, it's, and like I'm saying, it is John Moran's fault. But like, if you just understand the psychology about it, like he, I just feel like he wants to be looked good upon, right? And he thinks being tough and being the alpha is the way. I also think that Memphis not having any real fucking vets on their team and it being a team of all 23, 24 year olds um, is not conducive to his behavior either. I know Stephen Adams called the players only meeting. What the fuck is John Morant going to listen to Steven Adams? Culturally, they're so different. Um, Can we tone down the disrespect for the Grizzlies? I don't mean to cut you off, but that's just unnecessary. What? The team is young. Is that not true? I personally didn't think he was disrespecting the Grizzlies. I mean, I said the, the Grizzlies are young. They have no vets on their team. But you know what? Now the Grizzlies suck, actually, Nicole. They actually suck. But besides that, um, yeah, I just... Says the Knicks fan, right? We're better than the Grizzlies. Yeah, by far, by far. But it's all right. Listen, Nicole, I don't know how old you are, and uh, and but you you know the Grizzlies. I didn't even know they existed. Nicole, all right, yeah, all right, y'all. This is not. We, we're not doing that. This is not. We're not. We're not doing that. All right. So, so basically, basically, I just think that the glorification of that kind of culture doesn't help a young person. They have no no vets on their team. If a Taj Gibson was on that team or, I don't know, any other, Udonis Haslam or someone, I don't think that kind of behavior um, would, would, be, would be going on over there. And ultimately, it's just going to come down to the legalities of things. I understand what JoJo said about the players' union. And obviously the union's very powerful, but it's not as powerful as the Colorado state government and what, just what goes down legally. From my understanding, he took a, a gun on a plane, interstate borders, to Denver, which is a liberal city, which probably has strict gun laws. So the NBA Players Association can't knowingly back someone who's guilty of a crime. <laughs> it would just ruin their credibility, I feel like, right? Um, but at the end of the day, he didn't. no one got hurt. Nothing Nothing really transpired of it. He's going to get, he's going to get, whatchamacallit, uh, most likely he'll get uh, banned or suspended for like 10 games or some shit. He'll be ready for the playoffs and literally next year. No one will remember any of this, but um, I think it's a blessing in disguise like most things in, in, in life. You know, learning the hard way is the only way, at least 
some people like me, for example, learning the hard way is the best way to learn things. He'll learn from it. He'll grow from it. Um, but, you know, I understand that mentality of trying to like be tough. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause he's 23 years old. I'm 35. When I was 23 years old, and I, I guess I was like a year out of college. I was around that age. You know, you know how it is when you're a young guy. And now you have money, and now you're in a competitive sport where you play against other men, right? And your team talks shit, and it's like now you're somebody. For the, no one knew who you were four years ago, right? Now you're somebody, right? It's easy to get caught in that, um, in like getting a little bit ahead of yourself, trying to think you gangster, even though you're not, right? So. Um, it's his fault, but I don't, I don't, I understand where it comes from. And I also think that he was clearly drunk in that video because you gotta be, you gotta, that's like, that's the behavior of someone who's drunk. Like, no, if he was sober and he posted that video with the gun like that in fucking Colorado, first of all, who's sober at five o'clock in the morning? I don't know. Right. But let's say he was no one's sober, no matter how stupid you are, is going to do that when you're in that, you know what I'm saying? So he was definitely drinking at the time, which, um, you know, now it goes into the performance. If you're drinking till five o'clock at night, like, are you really performing that well on the basketball court? There's a lot of interesting things, but overall, the law will, the, the, the facts of the matter, like, for example, if no one got hurt and he didn't beat the shit out of that kid and there was no laser pointed at the fucking Indiana Pacers, like, if everything was, if all that was bullshit, he just carried a gun and no one got hurt or whatever, he'll get suspended for a little bit and it'll be fine. If it ends up being taught that he did literally beat the shit out of someone with a gun, he's going to get suspended. He's going to probably go to like, he's, he's going to be in trouble, like law legally trouble. And the law is going to dictate what the NBA does because the NBA does have an image problem, right? So if they have a convicted of, of some crime and the NBA backs him, it's just a bad look for the NBA, especially when he wouldn't probably be able to play anyway. But I think in the long term, he'll learn from it. And to our knowledge, no one really got hurt. So we'll see how it plays out. But I'm interested to see how the fact. I, I, I don't judge anyone until the facts come out. So it's innocent to proven guilty over here. So uh, thank you, Rels. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. No doubt, bro. No doubt. Um, Nicole, you want rebuttal? And then um, we got CP, then Benkai. And then, um, uh, yeah, by like 9.30, yeah, we got switched to um, Lamar. I know B's passionate about this uh, topic. Got to go. Thank you. Thank you, Rails. Um, I just wanted to point out that John Morant wasn't found guilty of anything. Um, I posted the statement from the Glendale Police Department above. There were no signs of any uh, firearms that they seen that they could corroborate with the investigation. There was no signs of any disturbances, any malice towards anyone i said this earlier in the space um i'm also going to throw out that the nba really can't prove that he quote-unquote traveled with a gun because i know that that is a rumor that's going around um worked for the airport before one of the world's busiest airports hartsfield jackson and i can confirm that these players are not tested or they're not screened through security through tsa unless they're on a commercial flight the only reason they would be on a commercial bound flight like your Delta, United, American, JetBlue, any of those, is if something goes wrong with their private planes. They charter private jets. Private jets are not regulated by the FAA. They are not screened by the TSA. So there is no reason for them to do that. They literally pull up behind the airport in private in their little buses, cars, whatever, 
they get on their plane, they go about their business. So there is no proof that John Morant brought a gun on an NBA sanctioned flight. And his case was thrown out in the Glendale Police Department. So I just wanted to throw that out there. He's not guilty of anything in that matter. Appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you. So what we got? We got we got CP and then Ben. Right? Yeah. yeah, CP and Ben Kai then um be, be, um oh wait, before we go to Lamar, we gotta give Keith. Keith, let us know. Um you wanna come up, bro, so we give you a couple of minutes and then now um, we go to Lamar. Yo. What's good? Uh, How you doing, bro? Is, oh, sorry. Go ahead, CP. You good? What's good, man? Oh, I thought you said I thought you said Keith. All right. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, I'm gonna make this real quick. Um, this makes me think about myself. I think Ari made great points. Uh, Ari, you're like one of the best at making good points outside of playing the next. And that's a talk about the next. That's a compliment. Um, I want to say that I was young and I was, uh, before, you know, I came to Christ before, um, I got Counseling at 25 was something I needed to do. Suffer from anxiety, suffered from suicidal thoughts. I fought a lot. Uh, there was always something missing. I think the thing is, is that a- athletes want to be rappers. Rappers want to be athletes. Someone made the joke that you know it seems like he, John Morant, wants to be NBA young boy so so bad. And it's like you know, I think the thing is, is that. When you give a, a person, anybody, money, right, you uh, amplify whom they already are, right? So the thing is, is that sometimes people have to go through having money incrementally and then going through uh, maturity um, and unresolved issues uh, through counseling uh, before you throw people money because money is just a a license and a freedom to do whatever you want, however you want and however you feel like. And uh, so, um, so going back to me, I think that, you know, when you have unresolved issues, no matter how perfect your, your life could be, right, you'll find something in some way to sabotage it, you know, because of those unresolved issues. Um, I love the title of this, Therapy in Sports. I want everybody to go get therapy. If you can't find a therapist, uh, there's a lot of places. I just went to uh, one on uh, Tuesday. I had a group session with uh, uh, Sadia, the psycho- the, uh, uh, the, so- the I'm sorry, Sadia, the, um, she's a psychologist, whatever. She debated Andrew Tate and, and beat him. That's how good she is. And, and a nice uh, Instagram friend of mine. Uh, but, you know, went through the cancel, you know, because, you know, we need these things, man. We need to get right before we get wrong. And that's my take. Appreciate you, CP. Appreciate you. Are you want to say something else? Yeah, I think, you, I think you meant to say you need to get wrong before you get right. Is that what you meant to say? Or do you said? No, I, I don't remember saying. No, that. I think you said whatever. I think I missed it up. Um, whatever. But um, <laughs> what I was, what I was, <laughs> no, what I was gonna say is, to your point, you made a really good point. Um, you said um, 
no matter what kind of life you have or no matter what your situation is, you always find a way to sabotage yourself, right? I wouldn't yeah. necessarily say I wouldn't say necessarily the word sabotage, but I will I could I could from personal experience I could vouch for you always find something to complain about for sure. So like and it's similar complain or 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 sabotage you'll find something a way to mess it up, right? And that's just from my experience, I, I, I work for myself kind of, well, I work, I, I work for myself and I have a company and I work for a different company, but it's all, you know, I, I eat what I kill. Uh, so it's all commissions and I, I've made no money and I've made lots of fucking money in a year. Right. And both, both, and it's up and down always, right. That's just the life of the entrepreneur. But in both, in both, situ- in both situations, like realistically i'm not even fucking around the quality of life and just the overall your stresses just get stressed to something different whether keeping whether it's it's keeping up to success or worrying about something else i definitely think to your point there is a part of the human condition that just adapts right it's at, it's about adapting to survive right the, the the reason it's not the strongest it's not the smartest it's not uh you know it's always the most able to adapt to the species that survives right so you get used to whatever your new normal is and just the human condition is always to look at the lack the lack of or the concern of or look at the negative side of things and it'll always sabotage you to your to what you said sabotage you or cause like mental health anxiety issues regardless and this is why you see people like robin williams and fucking anthony Bourdain and the people that have the best lives ever kind of have those feelings because it's like you said you always outside. have something you're exactly right on the outside yeah on the outside right. and uh real quick uh, real quick for retransition um sadia the uh psychologist um uh, she told me when a bunch of people she says um men when you're dating a woman you don't you do not compete against other women you compete against her traumas and so i think that could apply for all of us so, like, we could go, we could be Anthony Bourdain or whatever, or John Morant, whatever. There's a trauma that we all go through. And no matter how much money we'll have, how much fame we'll have, we'll find a way to self-sabotage it, you know? And uh, I did a lot of self-sabotaging before, before I became the man that I am today. And I still got a lot to go, a lot, uh, a lot more to go. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Appreciate y'all. Um... We're gonna go to uh Bankai, then we're gonna go to our boy Keith. We just decided we're gonna push, we're gonna wait on Lamar Jackson so that way we could give that topic a little bit more time. But you know, this job thing hits definitely struck a nerve and you know, I'm gonna um kinda comment what on every what everybody had to say. But let's get to Bankai, then Keith, I want you to bring up because um I was able to read a little bit, but I want I want I was waiting for you to give everything um full content on uh, what you wanna um bring up, the topic you wanna bring up. What's going on, Ben? What's going on, brother? Hey, what's up, Ross? Uh, what's up, everybody? Uh, I was going to say I've seen and heard all the things that have been happening. And, you know, I know John Moran is very young. And sometimes you make quote-unquote mistakes. I just don't think, like, having a gun like that, given, like, the climate of, you know, of, you know today's environment is a young mistake. I wouldn't categorize it as that. I personally, I just think, I think he needs to surround himself with better people. I, I, I feel, I don't know, I don't know them. I don't know who, who his friends are and whatever. But I think some of the people around him maybe don't have the best interest 
in him because personally, if I was his friend, close friend, whatever, confident, uh, confidant, I tell him, bro, like, come on, like, you're being stupid right now. There's no need for you to be brandishing a gun and, you know, and uh, certain other things. Like, he needs better people around him. Um, you know, I don't know what the situation is with, like, I'd say his family. Maybe his family have tried, you know, intervening and telling him what this, what, what the situation is, what the potential outcome could be. But again, he needs to, he needs to surround himself with better people because I'd like to assume, uh, and if anybody disagrees, you're welcome to, but I'd like to assume that if you were a true friend of his and you really had his best, best interest in his back, you'd be telling him that, you know, it's not a good idea to be doing stuff like that. Well, well, Bankai, when, Bankai, when you're rich and when you're successful, you pay people to say yes and not Whoa. no, unfortunately. Exactly. Well, like yeah, Kanye. Yeah, I, I understand that part, but... Because that's when the money stops right. for you. If you have no money and you're with the money train, somebody's going to be like, oh, yeah, 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 you can do this. We see that all the time. Right, so, uh, so what I'm saying is... Let me call you up DP, I hear what you're saying, but at some point, somewhere, someone got like, like, even even on the same level as him, someone like a LeBron, they need to like put him to the side, like, yo, bro, yo, bro, you, you're moving funny. This is what you need to do. So I kind of get what Bankai is talking about. Like, you guys surround, no matter how much money you have, you guys surround people, well, yourself with people who's actually doing something. Yeah, you're gonna have a whole bunch of yes men because something I said I alluded to in the beginning of the the conversation. But at some point, somebody got to be like a mentor in this kid that is either on his level or higher level. Was like, yo, come chill with us because right now you move funny, and the people that surround you, they not, they may not be best for you. And this is, oh yeah, yeah, and and, and, and um, um, bro, I, I agree with you. And even as an older man, I feel like my responsibility to younger guys, like whatever, like look, like I've been trying to squash a lot of. Next Twitter beef. I'm not gonna name names, whatever. But oh, y'all know. But there's a lot of things that you know behind the scenes. I send somebody a text like, "Yo, don't engage in this, so forth and so on," and they do it anyway. I mean, it's no excuse. But the thing is, is that we all turn a blind eye to good advice. You know what I'm saying? And that you know, there's always gonna be you know someone that's gonna say, "Yeah, yeah, 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 do it, do it, do it." And at the end of the day. I'm sure people did tell him to move differently. But at the end of the day, it's also someone else's his choice. And I'm the type of guy to to DM somebody, to freaking give him a call, a text, whatever, like, yo. Because as an older guy, I don't want anybody going down to the route that I could have went, you know? So, yeah, but I hear you. But I hear you, though. I hear you, though. It's, it's well taken what you said. Yeah, that, that's very true. And I also like I, I like to say because I saw I saw an interesting tweet the other day. I'm like, I see some of these NBA vets like, you know, like talk about it on TNT and give some advice on the air. I've seen Steven Jackson. He made a video the other day. and He posted it. And like, I'm not I don't know for sure because I don't know these people personally. But like, I'd like to know, like, how many of these vets who've been in maybe might have been in some of these situations or something, are actually reaching out to this kid. Like, instead of posting a video talking about it and telling him what to do, why don't you just, you know, try to get in touch with him? Send him a text message. Reach somebody. Thank you. I asked you you something. Sorry. Sorry to cut you off. I I agree with everything you're saying. But, like, why does... 
why does he need someone to tell him not to take a gun and put it on an Instagram live oh. video? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there, it's, it's yes, half, yes. like, see, I know CP kind of, like, there's half and half. It's like, half, like, like your friends and the company you keep agreed, but, like, I could be hanging with the worst motherfuckers ever. If I'm an NBA basketball player, I'm not taking a gun and, like, putting it on IG live. That's what makes me think he was, like, really fucking drunk, honestly. is Yes. I, no, I completely understand what you're saying. And, and you know what? To be honest, because you said it earlier, like, oh, what kind of person would do something like that sober? Nowadays, nowadays, to be honest, people don't even need to be drinking to be doing some stupid ass shit. Like I see, we've seen examples of, of people who being perfectly sane, not drunk, not so on drugs. You, you think a 23 year old guy with hundreds of millions of dollars in the strip club at 530 o'clock in the morning is sober is what you're saying. No, 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 no. I'm not saying I'm not saying that he was sober. I'm saying, though, like we've seen examples of other people that, you know, didn't need to do things like that to do incredibly, incredibly stupid stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, I guess there's no bounds of stupidity, but. Right. I'm not saying that he wasn't sober because, yeah, he probably was drunk or anything. But, yeah, at the end of the day, like I get the I get the ultimate decision has to come within himself. And I guess he's done the right thing in order, like, you know, to get help. I don't know if he was, you know, maybe because he was mandated to or because it truly came out of him. Who knows? But he's doing the right thing now. Hopefully he, he learns because it, it's serious. Like, I, I was thinking about it the other day and I'm like, listen, yeah, he just pulled out the gun. Yes, he showed it on Instagram live. But, dude, like, it's a gun at the end of the day. You never know, like, how dangerous a situation can get. Like, what if there was somebody else at the club there? They seen the gun and they were like oh, shit, like, this is a taunt, something, I don't know, and decides to shoot him. You know what I mean? Like, it's something that you don't want, it's not worth putting your life at risk for, especially with him since he has so much God-given talent, and he can go so far in life. I mean, he's already done it, but he can go even further. So I'm just saying he just, I, I hope whoever's around him advises him better after this, and he takes in return, he takes that advice. And really works on himself because he shouldn't throw away his life you know especially this young just cut out the, the, the these type of these type of things you know no no i appreciate you thank god yeah yeah i, I think he was definitely uh I, I was telling rails we were having a conversation you know days in advance and up until till, till today you know i seen some videos that i didn't see before I, I don't do the instagram thing like that but i saw like instagram videos of the, of, of, of john like you know like pounding a bottle of Casamigos or whatever, like like drinking it like it was a Gatorade, and I'm just like, bro, like, what? like, so I'm sure he was drunk, and I'm I'm sure I'm sure he was out his mind drunk, um, but you know, it like 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 everybody said, like it's just lucky that we, you know, for the kids' sake. Mm-hmm. Listen, that's how it happens sometimes. Sometimes these guys they post these videos, right, and we think it's all fun, like, oh, look at him, he's a He's on the private jet going to the all-star game. He's downing the bottle, oh. whatever. It's all fun and games, yeah. but sometimes these guys are, like, literally putting, like, a cry for help without us even knowing. Nah. Like, who knows, yeah. right? Like, Can I give you a little inside a little inside stuff? That's, that's... Uh, Real quick. Um, I know a lot of females here in Atlanta. Um, they're all your friends. I mean, they're all your friends, obviously. Yeah, yes. They're all friends. We know yes. that. Yes. I, 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 guys, let me finish because we got, I got, I have to get the key because we're about to close up shop. All right, real, all right, real quick. And they're with NBA players, and a lot of them are veterans. A lot of them are out the league. A lot of them are in the league today. And I'm talking about 
stars, but I'm not going to name no names. They do stupid stuff all the time. When they come into the city, when after the games, during the game, they do a lot of stupid stuff because money and power afford you freedom and being spoiled. That's what I'm going to say. So we were... Keith, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to Keith, and then we'll let Tony wrap it up. Wrap it up. Uh, so Keith, Keith wanted to give a Keith had something he wanted to bring to the to the table about the World Baseball Classic. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna let him um get on out real quick and say what he got to say, and then we'll get to Tony to you'll be you'll be the one to wrap it up. But go ahead, Keith. Good afternoon, everybody. You can hear me? Hello. What can wrap up? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you with the Cokies. I'm, I'm, I thought I was home for a minute. Yo, is, is Brunson playing tonight? I just see. Yeah, he's playing. That's crazy. He's he's I heard a Cokie. Yo, that shit fucked me up, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad, y'all. I was going to start off with save some nice shit, but <laughs> if y'all only saw me, I looked behind me. All right, all right, all right. Come on, y'all. Let's be respectful. My bad, my bad. Go ahead, Q. Um, first of all, uh, uh, first time being on Therapy of Sports, so I appreciate the time. Um, I really don't want to keep you guys too, too long. It actually was a really uh, insightful conversation for everybody, so thank you. Um, really nice uh, takes from everyone. Um, I'm sorry to change the page just a little bit because it's somewhat very different, um, but I guess I'll make it as quick as possible. Um, so right now, I, if, if anybody's ever had a conversation with me, I'm like the biggest soccer a.k.a. football fan. I am a humongous baseball fan. Those are my two favorite sports. Um, Soccer is the best sport in the world, by the way. Best yes. sport in the world. That's that. that I, yes, signs, that's I, a fact. It's a fact. Yeah, if you guys love football, please DM me and chat with me. I would love to do that. Me and Ari already spoke. So, but either, anyways, um, so there's a lot of parallels between the two sports, uh, mainly the globalization of it. Um, uh, baseball on a little bit of a more micro level than you know football football is the biggest sport in the world but you know like i learned a lot of things watching the sport and being that i'm a puerto rican man and you know i i've you know i'm gonna always root for you know my you know my place and my, my people and everything especially when it comes to baseball you know we have certain you know uh ways that we you know represent ourselves and our culture is a certain way of uh, we're very loving, you know, we, we, we love to cook, we're very passionate people, you know, all Hispanics on, on so many levels. So, you know, you get to see some of that, those cultures abroad. Um, so kind of like the, the World Cup, baseball currently is having their World Cup on a very much more smaller scale. Um, it's called the World Baseball Classic. It's going on right now. Um, pretty much all the players from all their countries, pretty much playing for their countries in a little tournament. And they get it out the way, and then baseball season pretty much begins. That's pretty much the sum of it. Um, it started yesterday, and it started late. I'm I'm currently building my little office desk in my you know my little apartment, and um I have it on in the background, and it is the Netherlands versus Cuba, and you know I'm biasly going to root for the you know the, the Caribbean team, so I'm rooting for Cuba and just keep an eye on the game and. You know, I hear a guy, I, I hear one fan, one, oh, by the way, the game is being played in Taiwan. The game is in Taiwan. So you have the Netherlands playing Cuba in Taiwan. This is a pretty far place. And uh, 
every few you know every few minutes you hear a, a, a very loud horn usually for the hispanic people during our parades and during any type of sporting event boxing uh, and, and for the folks that have watched soccer and stuff you know these horns are very prevalent in in these sports they're just a sign of passion sign of you know representing your culture representing where you're from and there's just one cuban guy man one one cuban guy behind home plate he has his cuban shirt he has a cuban hat you can tell he's a cuban man anything cuba does anything he's blowing that horn man he's he's, he's just sort of the proudest cuban guy i've ever seen i mean I, I know a bunch of cuban i'm looking i'm like oh my god this guy's uh, this guy's amazing man so you know i for those that don't know, I'm starting up a baseball podcast with my baby brother, and we want to talk about the Mets, and we want to talk about baseball, and we're chatting about it, and we're laughing, we're texting back and back, and we're like, yo, check out this guy with the horn. Like, this guy is awesome. And, you know, I go on the Twitter feed, and I see really top-notch baseball accounts saying how awful this is, how horrendous this is, this is the most awful sound you'll ever hear in your life, how dare they, I mean... The, the the dramatic over-the-top takes that I heard for this man supporting his country really lit a fuse in me yesterday. I'm not Cuban, but I felt for that dude because I don't know what it is, man. For those who don't know, baseball is so stuck in such a, a, a real old mind, like state of mind. And it really goes back to like when a lot of players didn't get a lot of opportunities and, you know, Baseball really caters to its superstar athletes when they feel like it, it, it benefits them the most when baseball is not the number one sport. So, you know, for many years, uh, there's a player on the Angels, Mike Trout. He's a phenomenal player, one of the best players to ever breathe. He's hands down their best player. And Major League Baseball suffered with him leading the way in terms of, you know, idolizing the sport with him at the front of the table. You know, now the Angels are so fortunate to have another, you know, alien of an athlete that is a foreign athlete, and it's 20 billion times more uh, of, a, of, a, of an appeal for the sport to have an Asian player support this sport that's stuck in, like, their way of thinking from, like, the 1950s, and their fans that have been ingrained by this mental state of mind that, you know, any type of player that does anything, like loud and rowdy and it's not the baseball way and it's just so uh, you know brash and anything that upsets their status quo is so frowned upon that like you see some shit in 2023 that you 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 really sit there and you're like i how could that piss you off so much that that man supporting cuba is literally just supporting and look hey man i'm not telling anybody how to watch their tv screen I understand some people might like baseball, some people might hate it, some people might think it's boring. But for some people, literally that's all they got. The same way some soccer clubs that never win anything, but if you look at on your timeline or you look up the club, if they're playing that one match that week, that's all those people got. And that, that's, that club is from their town or from their, their local or anything like that. They'll support it till they bleed in the face. That's all they got, and they're, they're doing that, and it's passion, and it spreads, like, such a positive, like, uh, it's just so good to integrate with other fans like that. And when you see baseball frowning upon that, but then, like, they want to, like, 
pushing your face like almost every other colored athlete on every promotion they have on TV. And, and, and literally every time you look, they're, they're, they're trying their best to like say, hey, we're including everybody. But then you see all these accounts, big accounts, and I'll name them, John Boy Media, Talking Baseball, all those guys. And they're, they're frowning on some fan who's, up, who, who's in Taiwan that is Cuban, and he's showing the world his culture, the love he has. By the way, Cuba lost, and he, he, he screamed in that horn for nine whole innings. And I, I, I'm so happy he did that. But I guess it just, I don't know, like, it's pissing me off even talking about it because it's just like, like baseball is such a, like, a great sport when, it, when it's doing the right things, and it doesn't do the right things a lot. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. I think the fans make it what it is because it's almost on his dying legs. And if it wasn't for, like, the Latino community and the black community and, like, a lot of other young players to really excite this game, it wouldn't be where it's at today. It would be in a lot more of a, a, a shittier state, in my opinion, okay? Because if you look around the league, like, a good handful of the exciting athletes are, are not white American even though there's some white American players that are freaking amazing. But the World Baseball Classic starts. Traditionally, Saturday, is gonna, you're going to see all the Caribbean clubs. You're going to see horns. You're going to hear pots. You're going to hear people singing. You're going to hear people chanting. You're going to hear drums. You're going to hear all that shit. And that's frowned upon. Like, I, I'm just confused at what they want. So, you know, I don't want to keep going. I know the Knicks are going to start because I want to watch them too. But, like, like, I just don't get why... Certain, certain things trigger certain fans that claim to be baseball fans. And it triggers them so much that it's like, I have screenshots that I took writing on some of these accounts saying, yo, that's literally their culture. And people writing back, that culture sucks. That culture's stupid. And Edge could attest to it because he's Cuban and me and him had a long talk at like one in the morning last night. So I'm like, bro, do you see this shit? This is crazy. People really think this. this is like... This is bothering somebody watching a game in their house when they could be resting or whatever. It's triggering you that much. So I don't want to keep going. You know, I don't want to sound like a, a angry, you know, angry dude or whatever, but I am, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I am. And it's just quite upsetting. It's base. Baseball is like, I'm, I'm just going to say real quick. It's like, you know how big of a baseball fan I am as well. Mm -hmm. base, baseball is a very um, uh, closed-minded sport. It is, yeah. yeah run by closed-minded people and it, it it doesn't it makes no sense because like you said like in, in soccer you have all different kind of cultures that come together play together you know all the and and, and then it has its faults there's things that happen and stuff like that but but like baseball is very like for those who don't know baseball is a very closed-minded you know group it's it's kind of sad because you want to see that like when you watch soccer and stuff like that you see you see, like you said, the horns, the singing, the, the, the dancing. You see all that stuff. In baseball, it's like, what are you doing that for? It's like, so, yeah, it's sort of like get off my arms. Well, B, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's actually a sport thing. I think it's an environment thing, right? Like, because when you go to, like, overseas, right? Like, I go to Italy with my, my family and, you know, everything like that. When we go to a soccer game out there, no one's fucking sitting Amen. down, dude. Every Everybody's, like, yelling and it doesn't bother nope. anybody. But when, if you but if you come to America and you go to a Red Bulls game, it's different. Like you're actually sitting down, you're watching a game. So I think I think just in general, I think just people are. It's and it's no different if like if I went to like the Dominican Republic and and I was there for a while on vacation. 
they're probably, the Dominicans are probably like, well, what the fuck is this white person doing? Like, this is not the norm over here. Like, it's just, I think it's just a norm that people are so used to. And it just, it just never caught up. And, and and you don't know when it's going to catch. You know what, Jojo? I'll, I'll right? tell you it's this: just... if you were, like your example you just gave, if you were sitting there and they'd be like, "What is this white guy doing?" They're gonna tell you, "Come with us, come celebrate, come laugh, come sing." You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. do that I'm, for I'm, you. That's the cool shit. If you spin it the other way around, it's not like it's not accepted. It's just so I don't get it, bro. Like if I, me and you, we go watch. Uh, Braves and, and Mets and we're having a blast, whoever's winning, whatever and, and let's say Michael Harris whatever does his does his thing makes a dope catch, right? And and, and Mike, by the way, Michael Harris is a black African athlete, he's very good plays on the Braves, he makes a dope catch and I was to clap my hands I, I'm telling you people at City Field some people, and I'm wearing a Met jersey, they'll look at me that I can't clap for him making that catch and it's not because he's a Brave that happens. And it's just very upsetting. Uh, I appreciate you. We, we're going to go uh, appreciate you, Keith. Appreciate everybody. We we gonna, we got a couple more people. Tony Tony's going to be up first. We're going to go rapid fire. We're trying. We're going to try to get out of here by the time the next game starts so everybody can just go rapid fire so everybody can get, get to the game and all that stuff. So, Tony, go ahead. And then we got Mardush and Carlos. So we're going we're gonna to do, like, some rapid fire. I'm all, I'm all good, bro. You good? Therapy and sports, big shout out to one of my favorite guys, the mayor of uh, uh, of of the Twitter community that I'm a part of, Mr. Rouse. <laughs> my boy B. I'm that Eric Adams, but I do my best. Philly flag in front of my face. Rouse, aka Mr. Apple Juice. You love, you yeah. love, you love. Happy Saturday. Um, a lot of Henry. You know, I, I missed a bunch of the space. My pardon. I had to come in here and show some support. Um, as far as Morant, uh, my boy Ja, I mean, I, w- I was watching the kid in, in, in his freshman year uh, when, when most didn't watch him. Uh, huge fan of the dude, not a fan of what he's doing. People need to stop excusing that shit. It ain't cool. I don't care if where they at. Um, they're legal. There's still a way to move with them shits. And honestly, um, when I hear different than my thoughts and, and I'm not saying my thoughts is right. It's just when I hear different than, than how I'm giving it up, it makes me feel that people either just being biased uh, for whatever the reason be, uh, or to be honest, you ain't been to a tougher place because the people that he's trying to look like and trying to imitate and trying to move like and trying to make others think he is, if they got that bag, they would never, ever, ever do something to fuck that up. I promise. Uh, those who've been behind the wall can probably attest to it, bro. All right? And I, I'm not going to go into, you know, me and where I'm from or whatever. But <laughs> listen, man, you show me that fucking money, bro, <laughs> there ain't no fucking way I'm fucking that up. And part of my mouth, I know therapy and sports, we're not supposed to do all that Uh I'm terrible with it, especially females, my pardon. But um, that's all I'm really going to say. I ain't going to take up nobody's time. Appreciate you guys. Love is love, and let's go Knicks tonight. Bro, Tony, Tony, you owe $20 to the curse jar, by the way, all right? I'm <laughs> shout out to Tony. Shout out to Smooth. Shout out to Cousin. Shout out to Eddie. Shout out to Edge. They have a post-game space right after the Knicks. I know it's a late game. But please show them some love. Damn, I can't hear whoever's speaking. It's probably Rails. I don't know if it's B or Rails. <laughs> it's Rails. <laughs> it's-
Oh, hey, yeah. Mayor Rails. <laughs> Mayor Rails. <laughs> the mayor. Yeah, everybody make sure yeah, you come back and listen to it soon. Uh, whatever. I love you, Tony. Who's next up? Uh, we're going to go uh, Mar- oh, Deuce and Carlos. Let's, let's, let's do rapid fire. And Carlos going to close this out. Yeah. yeah yo, yo, what's good, y'all, man? I'm, I'm at the airport, so I'm going to be quick, man. Uh, I know that, yo, bro. TNS, Rouse, Smooth, Keith, Brutus, Yankee, everybody. T-O-N-Y. You know what I mean? You know what it is. It's like, listen, man. Um, it's Knicks for real. It's it's always Knicks, man. But but uh, on a serious point, your boy Ja, man, is it's 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 unfortunate. It's unfortunate because son is talented. You dig? And if he's one of them guys. He's one of those guys that that I hope understands his mistakes. You understand? Because that's not a bag. What he has. That's like a building. You understand? Like, and for some. It may be a chance to show. I don't. It may be a chance for him to show out because he probably never got to show out. But for the people that's like Tony said, that's been behind the wall or been, you know, been through things, you wouldn't want to fuck up that bag. That's not a bag. It's like that's a that's like you could be holding a team 10, 20 years from now if you make the right moves. So. I understand where you're coming from. I understand, Ja, you're doing your thing. I see you free. But you gotta the people that you got around you, he's gonna start have to he's gonna have to start cutting people up. That's pretty much what it is. Whoever's in this camp right now that gave him that whatever advice that thought he was lit, he's gonna have to start cutting them off. And listen to the people that put him on. And that's all I'm gonna say about that, man. And, um, in regards to the, the to my man Jojo talking about and Keith talking about baseball, man, listen, you know one of the reasons why it's like that is because of the writers. The writers, those old, got, those old writers have never changed their mind for years. And they some haters, 100%. You got talented people from Dominican Republic, Panama, Puerto Rico, and then African Americans in the league, and they haven't put them up the same way that they put up some of these key names that you mentioned so you know it's a culture thing but i'm gonna give it back to y'all shout out to nick nation and you know hope we do it we in there appreciate you more dudes appreciate you more dudes definitely bro. Flight, bro yeah definitely have a safe flight my dudes you know what i'm saying watch out for the for the big ass crickets and shit you know what i'm saying <laughs> watch out watch out for you damn girl you about to go nah, no nah, this is this is yeah, i'm in the town for money this ain't, this ain't no no shorties no shorties yeah okay all right, well, so, so what we got? We got Carlos. We're gonna give let Carlos go real quick, and then we, me and Rail's gonna wrap it up. Carlos, you got you got got a take, man. What's good with you, man? How you been? Hey, what's going on, B? What's going on, Rails? What's going on, mi hermano Keith? Top the Shane Sons podcast. I saw Tony around earlier. Hey, man. But but first of all, what's up, Carlos? That, Doing good, brother. Doing good, but but straight up, Mardouche hit on it, man. Um, that it's from our culture. Speaking on the baseball sense, from our from our culture, we just invited, man. You know what I mean? I, I know, I know that when we got these WBCs going on, we make a lot of noise. We live it, man. We live it. You know what I mean? And it kind of rubs people the wrong way. But, you know, 
it is what it is. It's just it's just in our blood, man. It, it for us, it, it's it's not just a sport; it's life. You know what I mean? So we just live with it, man. But on the same regard, when when we get the 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 not not Boricuas in the island, like we play winter ball over there, man. We welcome everybody. You know what I mean? So I was just backing up what Mardouche and Keith said, man. I mean, I I I love those points. I came in late, so I just heard Keith talking about it, and I want to give my two cents about it. Appreciate your rails. Appreciate your B. Appreciate you. You all have, you all have a great one, brothers. Appreciate you. No doubt. Um, before you, um, B, before you uh uh close it out, and then I'm I'm gonna say my piece. Um, my daughter wants to say something. Go ahead, baby. Hi, my name's Sarai. I just want to say hi. And what do you do? I do gymnastics. That's right. Say bye. Bye. Sarai, you got to have your dad stretch a little more. It'll, it'll last longer. That's a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> Yo. Bro, I, I want to say but I say it for a late night. Yeah. But, um, it, no, no, no. I just wanted to, I'm going to just, real quick, I'm just appreciate everybody who came out tonight. Uh, we're gonna get into the Lamar Jackson thing next week. We uh the subjects we covered tonight um needed to be covered. So we push the Lamar thing to next week. We'll we'll definitely uh dive deep into that uh next week. Appreciate everybody to come out. Uh everybody check out the post game afterwards, the next post game with with you know what I'm saying, cousins, edge, um, Tony and Smooth, you know what I'm saying? So check that out. Um we appreciate all, everybody who came up who spoke. Everybody who didn't smoke, who just listened, we appreciate you all. I hope everybody's having a good one. I hope everybody's families are good. And uh, we'll see you next week. Rez, go ahead, man. Yes, 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 yes. Appreciate everybody. Shout out to the room again. Um, please give all of us a follow. We'll be on Spotify, Apple Music. Shout out to my boy, Top Bunk. He does a lot of great work, along with Trippy and everybody from BSN. And uh, again, please follow Smooth and everybody for the um, post-game space. And uh, let's go Knicks. Have a great weekend. It's my birthday weekend, so I'm definitely going to be lit. (laughs) (laughs) I hear crickets in the back, so I know I'm going to do back there. Yeah. Yo, that, I thought Mar- yeah. at the airport, man. I thought he was at the airport. Yo, yeah, the airport. He on spirit. Nah, hell no, nah. y'all tripping. Nah, nah y'all tripping. They, they, yo, oh, spirit is like the spirit is like the A train in the air. <laughs> well, there's like one person at airport. You know what I mean? Oh my god. Oh, and please, please, please listen to the playback of uh, Brutus. Smitty and Queen Ebony on a pregame um space they had at 6 p.m. So please listen to playback for them. And good night, everybody. We out of here.